Oh, hello, Fullcast listener. I wanted to give you a little bit of context as to what you're about to be wading into. Since we're still having technical problems getting the podcast out through the normal, healthy means, um, we decided on a whim and a Twitter poll to do a conference call Sunday night for our usual Monday release episode. So that's what you're about to hear. There were 700 other people on the call besides us, the hosts. They're all muted, so you don't have to worry about them jumping in with whatever. That said, we do unmute them at the very end, and ooh, it's hell. Just just pure audio hell, which for me is really saying something. Um, probably wondering, when are we going to get back to our usual standard of just kind of bad at our jobs? I don't know. I wish I knew. Oh, God, I wish I knew. In, in case anyone did not expense a lunch for this, uh, right. company policy, you are uh, uh, allowed up to a $15 lunch. Who are they? Are they? Wait, are they going to send us those receipts now? Shit. You send your receipts to at thirty eight Godfrey. No, we have to. Here's the thing, and I'm only going to say this once. Thank you very much to Godfrey and Bill for letting us put our podcast on their feed. <laughs> Bill, you are super smart and hardworking. Godfrey, you're very tall. He's so tall. Yeah, so, so tall. The first time you, the first time you see how high his belt bu- belt buckle is off the ground, it's like, man, that's the highest belt buckle I've ever seen. But he's all legs. Like he has the torso of a five foot eight guy, and, and like, and it's just like uh, somebody messed with the sliders, and was just like, like set legs, set legs to one forty. I don't know. That's not put legs at one forty. It only goes to 99. Who's like this huge person who can't get on a horse. I can get on a horse. <laughs> sure, buddy. I can. Have you, have, have you seen his hat? He's not overcompensating for anything at all. Yeah, please. It's just I have, I have, I have all that, no inseam. I have cotton hull. I have cotton hill body. <laughs> My knees that cotton hill disease. I do. My, I God, shot my legs off in Okinawa. Godfrey is the subject of that reductress article that asks, is he cute or is he just tall and white? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Spencer, do you want to formally kick off this ep- this episode in heavy quotes of the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the shutdown full cast. We're a conference call now. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Two weeks from now will be a newsreel somehow. The latest. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome the latest to the in football. The Kaiser marches forward, but Notre Dame is there to answer the call. Oh, Notre Dame taking heavy casualties in the trenches. Wow, where have I seen that before? When has that ever happened? This is the year, okay? This is Notre Dame's year. It's Notre Dame's year. Mm-hmm. Now I'm full-on rooting for Notre Dame to get in the playoff. Why? Because, because I want to see it happen again. <laughs> oh, I see. I, see. I want it to be like, ah, here comes the Notre Dame. <laughs> Hanging out the window at that orange bowl and screaming like, "Pass the dirt and bury them, Nick." <laughs> Do you think it was bad before? 
<laughs> they just come back and they're like, we get family again. Yeah, they can score 70 now. Yeah, thing in Lord of the Rings when they're like, they have a cave troll. Yeah. It's like if it's like if the guy uh, Indiana Jones just shot the sword fighter um, in Raiders. If his son grew up and was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna sword so hard, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna get him," and Indiana Jones is like, "Yeah, I have two guns now. I don't. You still have a sword." Yeah, I'm not AJ McCarron anymore. <laughs> That's the best part. You can't slam by AJ McCarron. What are you gonna do when it's Tua? <laughs> Listen, that's oh. that's that's Raiders participant AJ McCarron, sir. No, this game is gonna be like after Temple of Doom when Spielberg and George Lucas both were like, "We're sorry about this. We were getting divorces, both of us. <laughs> we were working through some shit while we were making this." Call Notre him. Dame, your best player was from Hawaii. Bama's got an even better Hawaiian. You have nothing. Stay out of the playoffs. Speaking of divorces, sup, Jeff Long. Sup. Sup. Oh, so. I see you you creeping. So before we discuss everything that happened this weekend in college football, we should discuss, you know, some followers and followers, i.e. that Kansas formerly unfollowed coach David Beatty. Despite having his best season at Kansas, I mean, that doesn't say much, but new athletic director Jeff Long fired him. And then someone noticed, an eagle-eyed Twitter participant, noticed a very particular follow Jeff Long made on Twitter tonight. Would any of you like to chime in on, on who that follow was? Anybody want to help Spencer out? Help me. Houston, they will not. Was it... Um... <laughs> Was it sexual posts with two L's? <laughs> no. It was, it, it was not butt pocket either. No. It was it was Houston nut. I like it when butt pocket tweets at me because then I get to reply, thank you, butt pocket. Thank you, butt pocket. So, yeah, it was Houston Dale nut. That would be former Ole Miss coach Houston nut. That would be former Arkansas coach Houston nut. Former Boise State coach. Had a hot minute there, exactly one year, a five and six year at Boise State, after which he was whisked away to former, former San Diego Chargers coach too. He did. He coached the Chargers right. I think he was. It was a weird was between, deal. He only he only coached him for the preseason, and then he just got lost. He lost he his between, key, he lost his key card to the building, and that was it. He was between Mike Riley's two and three. Like versions, like Iron Man's, Iron yeah. Men's, <laughs> the Mike Riley suit. Mike, Mike's Riley. The Mike's Riley. Mike like Riley's that. Mark Four. Yeah, Mike. Mike Mark Four. <laughs> that means Mike, Mike Stoops at Oklahoma. That was like Mike Mark Five. Yeah. This one eats. So rem- this one eats double doubles. So remember when we all thought Jeff Long was the smart one, and then yeah, he's in that Larry Scott folder. Yeah. Mark, so Miami's head coach is 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 Mark Mark Four. Yeah. He might be Mark Four Point Five pretty soon. They might, they might. That's a bad Mark, situation we're, down there. It's not good. Mark, we're going we're going to remove your offensive coordinator chip now. Why is something wrong? Yes. Extremely. Don't disconnect me. <laughs> 
I enjoyed that at Georgia. It was, I'm Mark Richter, and I've had a difficult year. Well, he's a godly man. He's a good Christian. We'll let him slide. Hi, I'm Mark Rick, Miami coach. I'm having a difficult year. Hey, fuck you, buddy. Mark, I need fuck you to you, open. Pal, we need I need you to open the beat Duke doors. I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> Miami lost to Duke for the first time since I was born, <laughs> and I'm old. So old. Oh. Yeah, so just know this. We thought Jeff Long was real smart. I want to go back and review Jeff Long. Uh, that'd be Jeff Long hired Petrino, and Jeff Long who hired Brett Bielema after Brett Bielema wrote him a letter saying what a nice, smart person Jeff Long was, and he just followed Houston nuts. Okay, but can we all try writing? If you got a letter from Brett, what happens? I mean, they don't even have to be about. Football. No, it won't be the same because I I think what we're ignoring is not the fact that. Uh, the, it's not about the content of the letter. It's about the fact that he got a letter from Brett Bielema and was like, holy shit, I ran the black light over it and nothing. Amazing. <laughs> I enjoy, uh, by the way, doing this live. You have a couple of benefits. Uh, David Satan Hubbins at St. Hubbins says, you're missing out on the once-in-a-lifetime experience of hearing a podcast via conference call if you haven't called in. The audio quality is approximately the same as normal. The world's only college football conference call points out Jason Sneal. I really... This is so much better than those, pods, than those uh, playoff conference calls. So I'd like, to, I'd like to return to something that we said last week. Remember, what's the only animal that can make it to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and oh, then no. head back up? Cat. You hear that? Yes. That's the helicopter just saying, no, leave him down there. <laughs> that would be the burrow, the Joe God. burrow, the little dependable beast that was going to beautiful hollow bones nephew. avoided a safety, didn't he? He avoided that one safety <laughs> clutch. He even avoided His scoring when it was for over, the other team. His passes was up over 50% at one point. Yeah, that's that when they the really problem. started struggling. Or at 50. I remember because I celebrated it. Woo! Joe Burrow's at par. He has to get under par. <laughs> Spoken like a future Georgia transfer. Yeah, that's Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow is – Joe Burrow didn't make it back up from the Grand Canyon. Hey, what did, you say, what did you say about this game, uh, just real quick? Uh, are you trying – are you trying to catch me on a false prediction? Um, what did you say about the Penn – We can move on to the Penn State-Michigan game if you want to talk about that one instead. Uh, no, no, that was an amusing one because I thought that was going to potentially be trouble for Michigan. Hey, um, it wasn't. Wait, I thought we said Penn State was a bullshit team, which they, they are. are. They are. Yeah. I just thought they were going to be bullshit in the oh. bullshit in the troublesome way that they had no right to be ah. kind of way. Carry on. And that's actually kind of what they were because they made Michigan play way too long. They should have ended this after two quarters. Complete bullshit team, Penn State. Complete. If we, if we let LSU, and if we went to LSU and Penn State fans right now, and we said... We could do um, that. We can. They're on the call, potentially. And we said, okay, no questions asked. Ignore the financial implications of it. You can switch head coaches now. But you have to stick with them. For the rest like with of the each season. other? Yes. You have to stick with them for um, the rest of the season and let's say two more years. You can't fight. You have to stick it out two more years. James Franklin, the LSU head coach, 
Coach O, Penn State head coach, which is either side saying no. Uh, I'm pretty sure both are saying no. Why are okay? Talk me through that though. Uh, Matt Popek on Twitter said, "Going to say more Penn State fans will say no than LSU fans." That's probably true. I mean, uh, uh, I don't. What, why? Why would they? I guess is a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play the lawyer and throw it back at you. How about that? Be, um, because you don't like. Okay, so what's the knock on on James Franklin at this point? That he's a charlatan. That he makes bad in-game decisions, right? Oh, yes. Sure. Also, also, what Holly said. Um, Red Dead Rebellion. We're definitely going to talk about whole mess. Shut up. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But Coach Coach O doesn't make in-game decisions, so like, wouldn't be an issue, right? <laughs> okay. We make we make one decision. The decision is is to have a have a big heart in our chest. I decided to fight. I, I we the coin toss. I elect to fight. The only decision we made today was to enter the stadium. I like that. I like that in the lead up to this, the most like holy shit thing was said by Nick Saban about the coin toss. What I missed that. What was that? Oh, um, let me find the exact quote. Do, do, do. Everybody's. This is the real full cast experience. You're welcome. Yeah, in case y'all were thinking we like edit out stuff and like no. You guys expressing astonishment that Spencer and I have a mic. Do you know how hard we work to make the podcast sound like it does? Imagine if we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. The L- while Ryan looks all that right, up. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, this is during his during Nick Simmons' weekly radio show. <clears throat> a caller called in. Again, it's important that we give coaches access to the public like this to ask whether Bama was going to elect to kick or receive if they won the coin toss. This was like three days ago. <clears throat> and his reply was, to be honest with you, I hope we elect to kick ass is what I hope we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then because he's Nick Saban, he said, but I usually don't really decide that until we get a little closer to the game because we always take the weather into account. Because Nick Saban, obsessed with the weather. Because you never know if, like, it'll be, if the forecast will call for ass or not. (laughs) (laughs) Right, sure. Oh, it's going to be wet ass? I'm not kicking wet ass. Gross. (laughs) It just goes like... <laughs> used to do that at Michigan State. We played in uh, we played in, in wet conditions there, and I got really upset because I kicked some wet ass, and then it caused an infection. Players get infected in the playing time. Make their wet ass quit. <laughs> <laughs> I made that wet ass quit. Buy our T-shirt. Quit Usually you pay double for that cotton. So quit assing. God <laughs> damn it, <laughs> From uh from. Uh, Conway Tweedy on Twitter, a podcast being a conference call is what every college coach thinks a podcast is. We have entered like um, (laughs) every college coach pretending they don't know what the internet is and saying like, I don't get on the space face. Like we we are the ultimate parody of that right now. Can you, can you fax your voice in? Should we stop to explain? Should we? 
<laughs> should, should we, we stop to explain why we're doing this? No. Yeah, actually, we should because I, yeah, at some got point to we point should. Where I feel bad for Ryan, which is a sensation that I'm uncomfortable with. Jeez, our feeds messed up, and it's a technical That's question dark. beyond um, our control. No, no, the, do the do the thing, do do the actual explanation. I think that is the actual explanation. Say it, you know. That is like yes. I mean that's yeah. that's, uh, that's, uh, so, that's so the for, gist of it. So yeah, if you don't know how podcasts work whatsoever, um, each podcast has a feed, which basically is what uh, directs all the episodes to all of the places you listen to it. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Um, and you can think of that feed, in this case, as like a sewer line. In this case, our primary sewer line is backed up. And it has been backed up for about two months. And the large, those better and smarter th- uh, uh, than us within Vox Media, know that. We have told them, hey, sewer line's all backed up. We've got to do something about it. Now, I have been able to keep the flow going by going back and unpublishing old content, like 40 for 40 is from 2015 or something, basically what? plunging a little bit of, yeah, they still exist. They're just, like, not on the feed. Um, and, and, you know. That has been enough to keep the flow going so we can get individual episodes out. Last week, we found out that the plunger technique was no longer working. That's how backed up this sewer line is. They have been trying to, and they, I mean, people who are not anyone on this show, have been trying to uh, put in a second line, a clean line, if you will, and the success of that has been mixed because some people did get the show last week but if you listen to us and you use Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever, you probably didn't. Um, we don't know when that's going to be fixed. Therefore, asshattery. Yeah, and, and last week, in case you missed it, just to get our, our episode we recorded Tuesday night out before Saturday happened, we uh, Ryan sent it off for transcription, posted it at edsps.com. All what was it like, fourteen thousand words or something like that? Yeah, it was it was eleven thousand words. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a damn whole Wright Thompson story, and also fathers we... and sons. <laughs> Sorry, that's a trigger for me. Podcast. <laughs> like his father before him. <laughs> The Marinero, the most famous soccer arena in Mars. <laughs> the man from New York City said the sewers were clogged. His daddy was dead. <laughs> and uh, we also put, uh, our podcast ain't played nobody, was gracious enough to let us crash their couch for that Friday. Um, so we just threw an episode on there. And uh, I... <laughs> I intentionally listened to that one just to sort of try and immerse myself in, like, what would it be like to be a person who expects to hear Bill Connolly say smart things and to also hear Stephen Godfrey and to instead <laughs> hear... And they think it's Friday and they think they're getting a bonus episode. Yeah, they're thinking, like, oh, this will be fun. It's probably, like, you know, Bill is, like, interviewing someone – you know, Bill is like breaking down some key matchups. Bill is imparting wisdom, and like maybe Godfrey's there too. And like Godfrey's screaming about everybody else who lives in Nashville, even though he lives there. Godfrey pays taxes there on purpose. 
<laughs> but instead what they get is um, uh, I made his wet ass quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I forget what bullshit we were talking about from the jump. Oh, we were talking about, like, Sam Cassell's balls within the first, like, four minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And there was no explanation because we didn't know that was going to happen. And I assume PAP, and I assume they've explained it to their dear listeners by now. I haven't had a chance to listen to the episode today, but as of now, everyone who is on this fleeting ephemeral call is caught up. Maybe someday we'll we'll post this, PAPN, but and it is not referred to at all, which is okay. Perfect, even better. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> um, be, because Leah Goldman asked on Twitter how long this is going to take. If you think that this show has ever had anything approximating like a run of show or an order or a set start or stop time, no, not yeah. even close. So, Leah, here's the uh, behind-the-scenes thing. Usually, if anyone mentions a showtime uh, on this or anything else we record, it's Spencer saying, uh, yeah, I think we can get this done in about half an hour. We <laughs> and we go gotten, 92 we minutes. We have never gotten it done in about half an the hour. Weird, the weird thing that I think a lot of people don't believe is that, and I, I actually thought that Spencer had to be wrong about this when he told me the first time, was that the longer these episodes are, the more downloads they seem to get. Also Not this true. one. Yeah. Not this <laughs> one, though. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? It is pretty too, true. People do. Um, I think uh, people I have a lot really of time like, to waste. I also really like Cuppy Cup's suggestion that we should just do this at noon in the middle of people's work days. I think that's so they, a great idea. And so they, so they, they, they have can a just be like, call. oh, I'm sorry, I got to go, I have a call. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that maybe we just do a new podcast. Yeah. It starts every Tuesday at noon. What? A, no, we do like Friday at noon, right? Yeah. We just call it a conference call. Yeah. Sorry, I got a conference call. Conference Put it on your work call. calendar. Sorry. Yeah. Um, let's actually talk about some football games. Most importantly, Pit Rises. Pit <laughs> what did you just start? <laughs> Let's start with Pitt. Is it, hi, is it not the most important result of the week? You know, this started as a goddamn joke, and now we're like, <laughs> well, the first place team is <laughs> happening. Not just the first, not just the first place team, but by by ESPN puts out these this metric. I for, that basically it's like a prediction percentage-wise, about who they think is going to win the Coastal week to week. And Pitt's I, now like... on Twitter says you sound matronly. Mm. Yeah, wasn't that burrito? Oh, was. Brothers? Okay. That's a compliment. Yeah. You're the, you're the anchor mind. of this family, Brian. Yay, you, uh, you all came from the loins. Right. Um, the Barbara Bush of this family. <laughs> Barbara did. Oh no! You wouldn't no. find the bodies if no. Barbara killed that somebody. That was Laura. Sorry. Please. Apologies to Barbara. But Bush. now, but now, Pitt is Pitt like a lot of people. Pitt's like a forty-seven percent chance to win the coastal. Like it, it's it's significantly likely to happen. This is the only outcome that is funnier than the coastal ending in a a tie of four and four for every team. Yes. Uh, yeah. there's, there's I think one spiritually version. it's the same thing. I think wherever wherever Pitt is, four and four is implied. Yeah, it's like there's it's like one step across the international date line in either direction. They're close enough to hold hands. But they're okay, there's one, there's one other possibility I want to throw out. 
which is that Boston College beats Clemson and hangs on, wins the Atlantic. Pitt gets the Coastal. Clemson out of the ACC championship altogether. Neither Boston College nor Pitt makes the playoffs, and Clemson does. Right, yeah. As soon as that happens, Boston Clemson is Boston College nor Pitt makes the playoffs. Who saw that coming? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that Pitt is now Thanosing itself. <laughs> <laughs> there is too much Pitt. There is not enough Pitt. Pitt is perfectly balanced. Thanos had some good ideas. Um, I would also like to discuss all that for a drop of ketchup. I'm gonna I'm gonna tour around the <laughs> ACC and you go, man, who talks about the ACC on a national show unless we're talking about Clemson? Um, if I'm talking about Clemson and about the team that they beat by what 68 God. points? It was it was it was a I remember looking back at the Sandman's picks and seeing that he took Louisville and the points and. Boy, need I I feel like if you had doubled that spread, Louisville still doesn't cover. They would have at that point. Okay, well that's good at least. So um, Louisville had never given up 69 points in a game before. <clears throat> Do you know what happened? <laughs> Louisville gave up way more than 69 points. They got the 69 and then they <laughs> kept going. <laughs> People listen to that live. Oh. Yeah. It's worse live, isn't it? <laughs> Let me watch these numbers tumble. <laughs> nope, My God. Up. Yeah, 77. Sorry. It, it was like, it, don't, don't, don't think Dabo's nice. Don't. Okay? Because if you remember, how did his career get started? It got started with Dana Holgerson and the West Virginia Mountaineers putting up 70. Seventy. I mean, there, there were a lot of games before. There were a lot of games before that, but yeah. No, but that's. But that was the, the big like. That I masturbate too. Is, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean we're not on mute? <laughs> Whoo! Well, that's a hair raid. We'll, we'll get. Don't worry. We'll get to West Virginia later. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speaking of speaking of erotic football. <laughs> But, yeah, that was how Dabo got his start, was before they started winning, they actually lost in the Orange Bowl to... They took a a billboard-worthy loss, a loss that you put on a billboard, because that's how embarrassing it is. Yeah, one where where it was such a route, a West Virginia wide receiver clocked the Orange Bowl mascot so hard that the mascot mock-puked into a trash can, and then gave the thumbs up. Real high watermark for Obi in the Orange Bowl. <laughs> and now he returns the favor against as hapless an opponent as possible, who normally would be worthy of mercy. But somewhere, once they were up 70, right? Once they hit 70, did they stop? No, they scored a touchdown. Who did they score to? Jason Kurt, please, in the Petrino voice, who did they score the last <laughs> touchdown with? I don't think Petrino voice is appropriate when we're discussing fathers and sons. <laughs> oh, but it is. I can't do it. I can't. Actually, I just, Bobby fact, thinks that Bobby just wants was, everybody to get the ball. There's nothing wrong with that. The, the fundamental problem with the Petrino voice is that Bobby Petrino's voice is in real life incredibly unpleasant, and it sounds nothing like any of our Bobby Petrino voices, but 
that doesn't make them feel inaccurate. No, no. This, this, uh, the forecast exists in its own timeline. And so everything we say is true within that timeline. And if you're in the Earth timeline and you're bringing facts from that into this, you are the, you're wrong, actually. I just think you are the wrong one. Not weird. I think it's kind of beautiful, actually, that we've created an entire other completely unpleasant experience, just like listening to Bobby Petrino talk, which in real life makes your skin crawl just in a different direction. Yeah. So, fast forward. That last TD was scored from father to son. It was scored. No, he wasn't on the feet. God. Yes. A daddy, a daddy looked across the football field that day and saw his youngest boy, who's you'd been used only as a kick holder, and decided it was his day to taste glory. Nathan, if I pull up a random article from the New York Times, will you do a little? Little please, bit of, please don't make it the one about white supremacists and cops. I really don't no, want to no, hear no, that. No, no, he usually writes about Ole Miss, so that's that's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna find the closest thing I could find to the artisanal popcorn. Play the hits. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is this is a work function, so whatever whatever's put in front of me. This is from the. This is from the Val's column. We're, ho- we're hoping, by the way, to get 1,000 people on this conference call just to see if we can break it. What are we up to? Currently hanging on like we're at, 700. We're at 720. We're at 720 right now. You know, yeah. it vacillates yeah. when people we're doing get great. some common sense and go. But, but you know, by, invite a friend. Let somebody know. Open up this on three or four laptops. If you're in an Apple store or a Best Buy, crank <laughs> them up, man. <laughs> At 10 o'clock Eastern, yeah. And, and when Ryan said 720, he meant 720,000, uh, just in case Popeyes is listening. Um, yeah. And, and you're currently tweet, robbing go ahead an and Apple tweet store, this out. and we um, hope you are. Oh, here's a guide to squash. Yeah. But just send that over to Jason, and we'll get to that. See if we can get 1,000 people in here and meltdownfreeconferencecall.com. I'd love to hear that. Let's let's like do it said, by talking about like the end of the liberating the conference call. No we are. I do have a transition though. Um, Jason, do you want this fire? Oh God! Chat? Sorry. Can everyone mute? Yeah, just mute. Can everyone mute? <laughs> um, I do want to see what how you feel about this because there's a lot to choose from here. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas. This weekend, they beat them on the final play of the game. They beat them by going for two with very little time left on the clock Dude, and getting it. called cheese pumpkin? They're, what a disgusting combination. Fo- Holly, Holly, focus. What? No, I sent the squash thing to Jason. I sent it to his cheese shop. Oh, I'm about to make her focus. What? Because I'm, I'm about to talk about Will Greer and the West Virginia Hello. Mountaineers. Yes. Yeah, see? You're, I have your attention now. What was the – this is from Brim and Kesey because I'll attempt to answer questions as we go from people on Twitter. You showed up live. We might as well take your questions. You fools. This is from uh, Brim and Kesey. What was the best moments in the last – the last moments for Will Greer, the touchdown dime or the guns down celebration? Okay, so um, the touchdown dime was beautiful. The two-point conversion was great because uh, he made it twice. He threw a pass to, I believe, David Sills. The timeout was called shortly before by Tom Herman. Nice job, Tom. <laughs> I, now here, I wish that Dana had just called the same play again. They did. 
that's the I, thing, right? I, yeah. I'm setting you up. I'm being theatrical. Oh, thank, thank you. So You're a good improv partner, you dickwag. <laughs> yes, you said yes, yes and, and I will say you yes. Dickbag. Thank you, Ryan. So anyway, uh, fellow dickwagon Dana Holgerson called the same play uh, because <laughs> they had a – come on, man. Like if you asked Dana Holgerson, hey, are you a dickwagon? He'd be like, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Hell, hell yeah. yeah. I'm an 18-wheeler dick wagon. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what your Aunt Carol had to say. <laughs> Extended cab. I don't have an Aunt Carol. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you do now, sport. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they called the play, same play twice. The best part was, they changed the defense to counter the the throw because thinking this is the best. They changed the defense because they completed a one-on-one pass uh, for the conversion. So they put a guy like in that curl zone over in the flat to guard against the slant, thinking, you know what, Dana Holgerson's a dick wagon. He might call this again the exact same thing. Damn right. Yeah, I'm a dick wagon. And they did call the same play, but it was an RPO. And Will Greer just scooted in on a QB draw. That's still not the best moment, though, because there is footage afterwards. Uh, they were penalized afterwards for doing the horns down, which, as we all know, is the Big 12's Dis- way of causing everyone's feelings. Dishonoring, Amer- dishonoring America's cow troops. That's what it was. <laughs> Cows have fought in all of our wars. Pissing off Big Cow. Big Cow just writing it in the Big 12. My favorite, I, I said that this was like, I was just tired of them cobbling Texas's feelings. I go, well, you know, they do it for other hand signals, too. Okay, so it's an entire conference full of sensitive mimes. <laughs> the Big 12. Bunch of tetchy mimes. How dare Don't you hand jive in my house? semaphore. You will not hand jive in my house, sir. My agricultural hand puppetry is precious to me. Screw all of you. We're the ones who get to turn our hands into a cow's head. You know how many, like I said, you know how many people gator chomp? People gator chomp when they hit, kick field goals on us, all right? This is, this is the, my fingers are horrid. Is there another school whose hand gesture being done sarcastically results in a goddamn penalty? A Texas Tech player, or a Texas did the guns down. Like some, I see them doing that all the time. I've never seen a flag called on that. Yeah. I mean, it does happen, but like, the horns down gets flagged in the Big 12, which is the stupidest. It would be dumb in any conference, okay? If you flag someone for doing the Gator Chomp, and recently you could flag quite a few players for that. It'd be dumb. Mizzou. Such as Mizzou. Mizzou did it. Such as Mizzou. Just line it up to do it. Doing a cha-cha line of Gator Chomps. I think when you, I think when you go to Ole Miss and, you, and you're the visiting team and you do something good, you should mind putting money back into your wallet. <laughs> Wait, wait, no, no. What if you're a lady and your boyfriend is carrying your purse? <laughs> um, Jason, I ha- we have an audible for your Wright Thompson voice request from intrepid reader Sage Gunner 47, who wants you to read the passage from the David Brooks column about fancy sandwich meat. Oh man! Um, I texted it to you. Good. Go ahead and take a look at that, and I will finish the Wilger story. No, those are not the best. Will Greer moments because the best Will Greer moment coming off the sidelines, one of his teammates was doing it, and someone you could hear someone from the stands in Texas go, 
go, hey, fuck you. <laughs> like a did good. You, hold on. Hold on. Did you see this from the Smoking Musket, our West Virginia blog? No. All right. This is a quote from Dana Holgerson. I assume after the game. We got some hand signs, too, that we can throw up, Holgerson said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a hand signal that looks like the state of West Virginia that we could be flashing left and right out. <laughs> How the fuck? <laughs> yeah, the fuck are you buddy. Tripping that hard that you can twist your finger. John Wall can't pull that off. <laughs> the most fucked up shape in, in all of borders. Oh, you're not familiar with this. Oh, you're not uh, familiar with this gag, Jason. Because if you shoot someone the bird, it really does look like the state of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to literally, literally, literally create. Are oh, you trying to crip it up? You're trying to. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, don't don't no. wrap the thumb. Yeah, don't let me be seen doing down. this because I'm probably no. I'm probably set tripping yeah. off overall. Yeah. You, you got you got to keep your thumb you got to keep your thumb out when you do it. You got to do it what righty I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you uh, so the guy from the stands yells out, "Fuck you." And Will Greer turns around and goes, hey, fuck you! It does the horns down again as he's walking yeah. off. Fuck them. Man, fuck them. And that's where I remind you, where did Will Greer start his career? At the University <laughs> of Florida. <laughs> I'm so proud! Recently, I took a friend with only a high school degree to lunch. Insensitively, I led her into a gourmet sandwich shop. Suddenly, I saw her face freeze up as she was confronted with sandwiches named Padrino and Pomodoro and ingredients like Sopressata, Capricolo, and Ostriata Baguette. I quickly asked her if she wanted to go somewhere else, and she anxiously nodded yes, and we ate Mexican. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Uh, speaking of speaking of Mexican, um, y'all heard about this new SEC coach? I have a theory I'm going to unveil for you here. Did David Brooks go to Northwestern? Man, he should have. Actually, it's worse. He oh, went Jesus, to, I was close. He went to the University of Chicago. <laughs> I was joking. You know, so really, like, he was taught that children should be used as fuel. Yep. Um, I have a new theory. I have a new Auburn-related theory, if I'm allowed to share it with y'all. Ooh, please. Um, Auburn has two coaches, and this okay. is sort of in a, a Steve Urkel, Stefan Urkel kind of way. When Auburn loses or when Auburn just looks like shit on offense or when they're just sort of bumbly-stumbly, it, when it's a fire Gus year, it's important that that's a Gus year because Gus smells on. He loses those games. He has those bad seasons. You know who wins the, the, the big games for Auburn? Who wins the kick six? Who brings the team to a national championship game? Who takes him to the SEC championship, all that shit, that's Gustavo. Gustavo wins the big, Gustavo wins the big games. Gustavo. That's not. Gustavo make, Gustavo make the most passionate love in all of Auburn, Alabama. Gustavo. (laughs) It's Italian, so it can't be racist. (laughs) Do you know, do you know how much differently I would feel about Gus Melzahn if he just one day said, now I'm going by Gustavo, which is his middle name? Gus is, like, my favorite name, too, because, like, in real life, it's always the name I give in my head to really fat bees that are buzzing around my garden. 
But what do you? But what is? Yeah, but Gustavo, where's where's the bandolier out to the field? Okay, and now it's racist. <laughs> Imagine how fat a bee named Gustavo would be. Is what we're saying. <laughs> It'd be jolly. And you know what? Nothing about Gus on is jolly. And this is this is, I think, the worst result of the weekend. I know you think, oh, LSU losing to Alabama is bad. No, man, they haven't been here since 2011. This is old hat. They just put those pants on one leg at a time, right? L O S S pants on. Got my lost pants on. They warmed to the game. They knew it was going to happen. Everything good that happens in LSU Alabama in the modern era happens before the ball is ever kicked. So really, anything positive that happens in that game at all, all right? Like limiting Bama to under 30 points. Way to go. That's a victory. How many did you score? Zero. That's a form of perfection. Take the positives out of this if you can, LSU. That's not the worst result of the weekend, okay? Penn State losing to Michigan as badly as they did, not even the worst result, because I think Penn State fans knew they were kind of a Potemkin village. A little bit of an illusion, a mirage on the horizon, all right? That when approached, it turned out to be nothing more than shadow and positive thoughts. Now, the worst loss in this weekend is undoubtedly Auburn winning. Okay? <laughs> That's the worst loss because now you can't have the absolute certainty of being 100% done with Gus Malzahn because all anyone at Auburn wants right now is to be done with Gus Malzahn. They don't want this off-the-mat bullshit. Viva Gustavo siempre! No, no. Nunca. <laughs> oh, my God. This is our new Lost Chronicles. And why does it always come out of Arkansas? Always comes out. All the crazy always comes out of Arkansas, okay? And the almost undead, the hard to kill, the inexplicably resilient Gus Malzahn hails from the state itself. And Auburn can't, just, they can't get rid of him. They unless, can't. unless, wait, 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 unless, unless, hold on, what if he takes the Kansas job just despite Houston? Not? But hang on, hang on, hang on. Guys, I googled Mitch Mustaine and he looks just like Rick Muscles now. <laughs> Spencer, tell me I'm wrong. Oh my God! Yeah. What was the date of uh, of the game against Texas A&M in which in which Gus Malzahn, Gustavo Malzahn, emerged, reborn, so, renewed so, from the grave? That would be Saturday, November 3rd. Do you know the day on which, in this year, Dia de los Muertos ended? <laughs> the night no. before. The dead man walks among us. Oh, man. Texas he remembers. Man, you are just un poco loco. Ain't no grave. <laughs> Gonna hold me. Yeah, this is this, this is terrible. This is as bad as like if you go, man, can I pick the worst outcome for both teams? This this was this was as bad as it could get cuz now I don't know. There's a thread. There's a tiny little skein of possibility that Gus Malzahn is hanging on even though everyone at Auburn can't stand him. He probably can't stand anyone at Auburn if he actually has any human emotions whatsoever. He's kind of in John Makovic territory, minus the sort of abusey side, as far as we know. Yeah, it's not good. It's bad. And in addition to that, on the other side, yeah, Texas A&M gets to look at Jimbo and be like, 70 million, huh? No. 70 million. A&M's <laughs> fine. Texas lost. 
<laughs> Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? Who? I'm, this is I'm the not... same reason every school in the state of Florida is fine. They all lost, so. <laughs> as long as none of us yeah. makes it out this bucket. Hey, I just wanted you guys to know that when we say who in, in talking about them, our bottom lips are not trembling. I'm not in love. Yeah. It's like a, no. It's just a silly phase I'm going through. Yeah. This is a great conference call. So fantastic. This is the best conference call you'll ever be on. Damn it. So yeah, that was Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very, very low bar. But we're leaping We're leaping all the way over. We do have a request to uh unmute all the lines for just a few seconds. I think we should unmute all I think we should unmute all the lines at the end of this call. You make it all the way to the end of this call. And then yeah, you can just hang out and scream. <laughs> it'll sound like it'll sound like that thing where you play every Dragon Force song at once. That's my favorite. Dragon Force song. <laughs> yeah, it'll it's sound the, like that. The the Portal to Hell video. Yeah. Event Event Horizon, the conference call. That's what this will be. <laughs> um, before Save we yourself. speaking of speaking of a Portal to Hell, <laughs> speaking of clawing your eyes out, Minnesota gave up 55 points to Illinois. <laughs> And did my favorite thing ever. You give up 55 to Illinois, and what happens the next day? We fire the defensive coordinator. You give Problem up 55 to a Big Ten West team and fire your defensive coordinator. But hmm. but in but in his but in his state in PJ Flex statement about that firing, he still called said defensive coordinator an elite man. Not coach. <laughs> elite man. <laughs> Yeah, you gave up 55 to Illinois, Minnesota. Um, you know, you know who else rode a boat? Henry Hudson. That's who else rode a boat. How'd that end for him? All things end. I don't know. I uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Come on. He did. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. Oh well. Did rude. you give yeah. up 55 to Illinois? He, he. You know, he froze to death, which is actually not as bad. Well, for, if you're a Minnesotan, you don't mind that at all. That's no, going out dying of exposure. That's a goal. Now, now I'm a dilly bar. <laughs> <laughs> all I ever wanted to be. Mm, you know? eater, of, eater of world. That sounds delicious. Oli and I were talking the other day. We weren't. Men don't talk. <laughs> we were drinking brandy next to each other. That sounds right. <laughs> that's, that's, how men, though. that's how men talk. Yeah, quietly, not like those hoodlums from Wisconsin. With the weird accent. <laughs> they're so weird, I can't understand anything they're sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Illinois scored 55. But again, because P.J. Fleck is a responsible coach, he fired the guy who gave up 55 to a Big Ten West team, as Jason pointed out. Um, I also have an apology to issue to Jason because I doubted uh, the Sandman's lock this week, and yeah, it wasn't close. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. I mean, the Sandman is—he uh, he doesn't profess to go 100 percent. Just pro- professes to kick the shit out of out of, <laughs> out of those, those scumbags in Las Vegas from from which he's banned every week. That's all. That's all. Um. 
Hey, South Carolina scored 48 points in a single football game. I have no further comment. I would point out that 48 points is how you spell 4 and 8. Just a little Will Muschamp joke. That's, why are you hurting yourself? Who put, yeah, who did they put him up on? <clears throat> Ole Miss. Ole Miss. The Land Sharks. <laughs> Land Shark defense. <laughs> I like it because it's becoming more accurate where you're like, oh, man, what if we threw 11 sharks out on the turf? Yep, they're just flopping around to die. Flopping <laughs> <laughs> around. <laughs> a couple of Chinese fishermen cutting their fins off. They can't do a thing about it. It's going to be made into a medicinal soup. Wow, they were dead in 30 yeah, minutes. No, it's just yeah, dial 1900 full cast. Come talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Sam yeah, we're charging all y'all by the minute. Yeah. Got yeah, it. that's that's Ole Miss. Ole Miss is one and four in the SEC, by the way. <laughs> so Matt Luke. Matt Luke. Ca- yeah, in case you go, man, what do I know about Matt Luke? Nothing you need to know. I- Tell you what I know about Matt Luke, which is that he looks like a my buddy and me doll that's been microwaved for 15 seconds. <laughs> Can we talk about the uh, the big missed opportunity the NCAA had when they decided to? Uh, so they lifted a bunch of old Miss sanctions, uh, most all I think all recruiting related, but they didn't lift the bowl ban, which I think they should have said, okay, you're five and four. And you've got A and M on the road. You've got A and M on the road at Vanderbilt, which is a game you could be dumb enough to lose. And the Egg Bowl. Go get it. Go see if you can get it. When when is when is Ole Miss folded under pressure before they beat? <laughs> I was like, did they list the sanction of them being Ole Miss? That's really the <laughs> ultimate sanction Ole Miss nope. faces every year, isn't it? No one can do that but God. God has nothing to do with Ole Miss football. <laughs> Lost their number a long time ago. I don't know her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who? Oh, Eli's on the Giants. I stopped watching them too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. My special boy Peyton is hanging out with Satan himself, Brad Paisley. <laughs> We're still close. I mean, you know, you go through things with people. <laughs> We've only got eternity to figure the rest of it out. Um, is, are there any other games y'all want to hit before we just uh, turn the conference call into um, unmitigated disaster? Yeah, I want to. Talk about West Virginia some more. Wait, we can, but I want to mention one thing about Army Air Force. Two things, actually. Right. Uh, Jesus Christ! Okay. okay. No, 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 no. No, this no, is... no, no. No. This no. Is... We need to talk about this because these guys are going to be in charge of extraordinary renditions as soon as next year, depending on what class they're in. Okay. And yeah. They can't even extraordinary rendition a bird. So, so first of all, Army abducted the ball for 21 plays, 75 yards of offense, and a touchdown covering 12 minutes and 55 seconds of game time to open the game against Air Force. That, that, that was really well done. That was coordinated, and you took something uh, that you were given custody of, you held on to it for a prolonged amount of time, Army, and you moved it to where it was going to be safe, and achieved the goal. Then, Army cadets allegedly kidnapped the bird, the falcon, the mascot of Air Force. Last, 
significant story involving the Air Force mascot. It was a Navy goat, wasn't it? No, this is, this, is, this is not the Navy goat. The last significant story involving the Air Force Falcon was when it escaped during the Independence Bowl and was found sitting on a building in downtown Shreveport, presumably smoking, because <laughs> it's Shreveport. You see how cheap the cigarettes are? I'd be crazy not to smoke. <laughs> I'm losing money by not, man. I'm losing money it was, by standing here not inhaling it. Wasn't it Air Force Georgia Tech? That bird's like, I have seen this fucking game three times already this year. <laughs> If I see one more fullback dive, God damn it, I got to light up a heater right now. I swear now. to God, I watch spring practice, fall practice. <laughs> so good when it hits your lungs. So, uh, yeah, they're unfiltered. <laughs> what am I, un-American? So that that was the last story involving them. Uh, no, this is this is actually like somewhat, it's only morbidly funny. How's that? I hope the bird is okay because in kidnapping the bird, uh, the bird was severely injured somehow. I think it's not funny at all. They're going to have to do this to people next year. <laughs> I think clearly okay. that what we must uh, infer from this is that the bird was withholding information. It's mm -hmm. simply enhanced interrogation. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the bird, uh, I think a report came out today that the bird is expected to be okay. Okay, good. This doesn't exactly let these dumbass whoever did the dumbass kids off the hook, but my remaining question, I guess, being how can you tell when you need to euthanize a falcon? It's when it's up by twenty five points. Falcon. Yeah. When it's up by twenty five <laughs> points. And scene. All right. Uh yeah. I'm gonna unmute the conference line. Um if that's uh, unless last chance, if you, if anybody really wants to talk about anything else, uh, Arizona State, Arizona State could win the Pac-12 South. Arizona State will win the Pac-12 South. Book it. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Jesus. I'm not going to bother finding Spencer and Jason. Um, so if you called in, thanks for doing that. We'll try to fix this stupid podcast. Or I don't know, I'll just walk into the river. Never return. See y'all.